10,000 baby boomers are turning 65, becoming, you know, 65 every day, every day in USA. It will keep on going for many, many years, actually. So that was my focus. I said, you know, I've been chasing workforce housing. Now I can chase retirement. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Well, I'm I'm proud to have back a guest that's been on the show numerous times. It's been a couple of years now, but you're, you'll hear us talk about that. Uh, but Vinny Chopra, I know you've probably heard of him, uh, but I, I, I loved getting this update over a couple segments here and really exposing you and myself more to an asset class that I believe is growing, definitely growing in attention. I think it's also actually growing and is going to grow uh, without a doubt or by force. And you'll understand why as we get into it. But Vinny's obviously an active investor. He started investing uh, in real estate over 40 years ago. He started with single family homes, uh, but learned 15 years back that multifamily investing made more sense to the, obviously the economies of scale, tax advantages, and the monthly positive cash flow, uh, which you you can go back and look at and listen to Vinny on this show. Let's talk about multifamily and many aspects of multifamily. Uh, over the past 15 years, he's done 40 plus syndications. Uh, we talk about all kinds of different things about syndication. Um, but Today, actually, uh, yeah, today we're going to lean more on this new asset class that Vinny is focused on, and it's senior living. And he's had over 8,000 doors, over a billion dollars in assets under management uh, over his career. Uh, but now he's going to talk about why the focus on senior living, why is that important, and why would he do that, right? He, he's going to dive into why, whether you're a passive investor or whether you're an active operator, why maybe you should consider this asset class. I would love to hear from you, whether you, you love senior living or not, or, or why you are staying in multifamily or not. I'd love to hear from you. You can always email us at info at lifebridgecapital.com. I'd uh, love to hear more from the listeners, what you would like to hear. If there's people you would like me to interview uh, on the show, I'd love to know our questions that you have. But today, we're going to learn a lot from Benny. Vinny, welcome back to the show. Honored to have you on again. It's been been two years since your, your last appearance on the show. So looking forward to catching up with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Whitney. It's such a pleasure. And congratulations on the successes you've had since you and I have known each other. And I'm so tickled, so tickled to be back to add value to your audience. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. And, and uh, Vinny, I, I want to tell the listeners a little story about you. And I, I would say, you know, when I first when I first was trying to get into the the real estate industry, what so you know, uh, commercial real estate industry, I should say, I started doing research, started listening to podcasts and reading some books, all these things. And I heard this guy named Vinny being interviewed, and I thought, well, he sounds like a nice guy. You know, it sounds like he knows what he's doing. And what I found out at the end of that podcast, this is probably at least six years ago, if not almost seven now. Uh, but at the end of that podcast, this guy named Vinny Chopra, he, he put his number out in his email at the end of this podcast. And I thought, well, what's what's the worst thing that can happen if I reach out to this guy? <laughs> you know, you can just say no. Right. But uh, I just say this for a listener or a, a lesson for the listeners as well, is that guess what? Vinny didn't say no. Uh, and he actually reached back out to me, and I, I'll never forget this. I was I was at a real estate meetup here in my town locally. I was just trying to learn. I hadn't bought any kind of commercial real estate yet. It was so new to me, and he, and he calls me, 
And I run outside to try to get out where I can hear him. And I'm trying to soak up every word that Vinny is saying. You know, I'm thinking this guy is so successful, right? And he's calling me back. I couldn't believe that he would be that generous with his time. But Vinny did just that. Uh, And then uh, we stayed in communication. uh, And then Vinny was actually, he. and I was trying to look back, but uh, he was probably like one of the first three guests on the show. Uh, and, and now we've done a number of episodes together over the years. 1,800 uh, or so, brother. Yeah, I, I know. It, it's been it. a Congratulations. Uh, thank oh. you. Thank you. So, Vinny, oh. I just want to personally thank you. Uh, oh. You know, just how you have been so generous, I know, with me, but it, with so many others, uh, I'm sure, that have got started in this industry. Uh, and you, you've helped in so many ways. So thank you, Vinny, uh, for you. that. Thank you. Vinny, let's jump in. I know that you, uh, man, you've accomplished a lot. Right. In in many years of real estate and you've grown a large business and, and just respect in this industry. And and uh, but I want to catch up with what's happened with, you know, your business over the last two years. Uh, and let's dive in. I know the listeners are going to learn a lot from you today. Sure, sure. Actually, you know, Whitney, if I may say, I started with the duplex. Everybody listening to me today, I we still own the duplex, my wife and I, in Odessa, Texas, and we bought 14 units for $180,000. Of course, we sold it later on, four years later for three eighty. I hear that same property, 14 unit, is about $1.3 million. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's mind-boggling, you know, but the power of syndication, helping to raise money with friends and family and things, which a lot of people do now, that has been the real ticket for me as growing my portfolio from that small duplex all the way to a billion dollar, more than a billion dollar in AUM, buying $180,000 property to $53 million, $63 million deals, you know, which I've done in the last three, four years. In last three, four years, I've not bought much, by the way. I've been selling. I've done about 40 syndications, approximately. That means 40 transactions, smaller to much, much larger in my career. And then I've sold them also quite a lot. I have maybe close, close to 400 million in my portfolio left now, but they are really good B class, B plus in nice areas. Okay. So you still own some, so you sold quite a few, which I, th- I think it was great timing, by the way. Uh, yes. but you sold quite a few, and but you held on to some of the B class assets. Yes. Uh, maybe give a couple of examples. I know we're going to jump on into where you all are at now as an organization in your focus now, but why, why did you hold on to those B class? That's a good one. Very good one. Actually, one I bought in COVID in Austin, Texas, uh, 319 units. I think it's called near the domain. And actually, there was an off-market deal. I loved it. $34,750,000. It's worth almost $60 million right now because the interest rate I locked in 10-year fixed was at 3.74% assumable. So that's a good one, brother. The other one I'm thinking of is the Princeton Park over there in Melbourne. I bought it in 2019, December. What? Uh, I bought two that year only, just two. One was $52 million deal in Orlando. I sold it for 64 last year. I sold that off. And then this one, I bought it for $35 million with my partner, and it's worth right at $50 million, let's say, you know. Then the one we bought 
2021, 2021 again, during COVID, only one inter, uh, transaction was in Tennessee. So that one I'm selling right now. We bought it was a small one, 107 units. It came on the table. We bought it 12 million five. We are selling for 17 million in just two years. So That's not crazy. too bad, you know. Yeah. Finding the right place and right locations, right markets is the key, as you teach and I teach. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you mentioned a couple of interest rates there and whatnot. It sounds like. Because of proper financing and, and just nice assets are in a good buy, it's worth holding on to them potentially for a while. Uh, it's hard to get financing right now, isn't it? Yes. That that makes it makes sense. But you know, right now, Vinny, you are. Um, I mean, you kind of pivoted the focus of the business, right? Uh, or you know, what you all are buying now. Maybe share a little bit about that, and let's dive into to that. Love to, love to. About four years back, I pivoted a little bit because as I became, you know, I, I just turned 71, by the way. Seven Congratulations. Thank you. Over the weekend, you know, Virgo. And uh, exciting part is that when I started looking demographically shifts about six years back, I knew silver tsunami is the phenomenon that is going to catch on all over. And what that means is 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65, becoming, you know, 65 every day, every day in USA. It will keep on going for many, many years, actually. The last, I think, baby boomers will be turning 65 in 2031. What? So wow. there is a huge need for seniors and demographical shifts, they are moving from the cold environment into the more warmer states, Florida, Texas, Arizona's, all these, you know, nice places. So that was my focus. I said, you know, I've been chasing workforce housing. Now I can chase retirement where they want to be as far away from workforce as possible. So yeah. that's a new thing, which really, really, I pivoted about three, four years back and uh, got a very good partner and we are building senior assisted living one level ground up with amenities like the, you know, of course, dining hall, restaurant inside. And then, of course, the library, spa and, uh, you know, the grand piano and the meeting rooms and all these and exercise, all that stuff. Right. But. That's the one which I've pivoted into multifamily assistant living and memory care. There is residential side too, by the way. Oh, by the way, I may like to share with your audience my book on senior living investing made easy, just like my apartment syndication made easy book. I just kept that made easy theme and that's being launched in a month or so. It's Love ready, that. 440 pages. And Kim Lisa Taylor helped me also. My good friend, Kim Lisa Taylor's SEC attorney, top attorney. She did 26 of my syndication packets, you know, her company did. And uh, she helped me also in that book. So I want to give thank you to her. That's awesome. I, I know this is a, uh, I was telling you this, or we were talking about before we started recording, but like, uh, it's, it's kind of an asset class. I feel like that hasn't had much glamour, right? It hasn't been talked about a whole lot until I've just heard a little bit more and more just recently. Uh, but I, I feel like a book like that would be very helpful, right? For investors Thank who are, are operators and passives as well, that, yes. uh, you know, it's like, well, is this something I should invest in? Uh, you know, you feel like 
feel like mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, right? To even call the operator and ask them, you know, or talk to them about the investment. Yes. I don't know enough about senior living to totally. to feel co- comfortable with that, you know? Is there maybe a few things you could help, say, the passive investor, Vinny, just to know or to think through or things they should ask about when maybe assessing, you know, investing in a senior living facility? Love to, love to. You know, Whitney, I would definitely say it's very similar to asking syndicators or, you know, uh, operators, we call them, about their background, about, you know, what their track record is and how they go about finding these locations for senior assisted living, which is very different, way, way different than the workforce housing, I would say, definitely. And I explain those things in my book also very succinctly. And then the graphs, so many graphs I put in the book, which takes you through the whole spectrum, how the whole uh, shortage is there and how senior living, if run properly, makes more profits, more money than even multifamily. Wow. Because the same unit, which we can rent it for like $1,300 a month, you can if the senior living assistance and caring and everything and having a nurse there, it goes for $5,000. So per month, per month. So that's like three times the rent coming in. Of course, there are more expenses too, which I explain in the book also. You know, we have the three meals a day, snacks. We got the chef. We got executive director. We got business director. Then we have caregivers, 24-hour operation. So it's a real estate. You could own the real estate or lease it, and it's a business also. And there are really fine companies out there, third party, by the way, you know, who do these kind of things also. Like in my case, we've been doing, my daughter and I and our partner have been managing them, but our new growth will be coming in working with third-party management companies, giving them 3%, you know, just like multifamily, same way. You know, you are able to give 3% or so, you know, or 3.5% so that they are able to manage your asset rightly, you know. Because having the personnel in the senior living is the main thing, having the right people because you want to give the best of the best, uh, you know, structure and the real product is giving the dignity, respect, and the caring for, you know, our seniors. And they could be anywhere from 79, 78 years to 103 years, like in our centers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandfather passed Mm -hmm. uh, just this past year, and he was 102. Uh, And my grandmother at 95 is still alive, you know, and and, uh, and thankfully she's still able to be at home, believe it or not. But, uh, but, you know, if she goes, if she had to go into someplace like that, or even a parent, I mean, it's, it's uh, the the care, right. It's just crucial, right. Especially for the family member, bringing their parent or loved one to a facility like that. So totally, you know, I mean, if they could stay at home, they're very fortunate, you know, to have the family and, you know, the support system like you have and your siblings, which is fabulous. The best place is home, definitely. But you're right when, you know, one of the spouses passes away, then the life starts going down or somebody has a slip and fall, things like that. And if they cannot get care at home, then they move into, of course, assisted senior livings and 
uh, you know, memory cares, dementia and everything. But again, there are other communities like retirement homes and 55 plus communities. Those are senior living too, but we are not into that yet. We are just in the middle part, which is assisted living and memory care, which is state licensed. And then on the right side of the whole spectrum are the rehab centers, hospitals, all that. That's federally, uh, that's much more bigger with doctors, medical equipment, medical beds, all that. So we are not into that. That's a in itself a very big, very complicated business. Decipher that again there. I just want to make sure I understood that. So like you all are in assisted living and memory care, but is there, there's not a, uh, say an age, you know, that uh, determines that, or this is mostly just because they need the help or what kind of determines that versus the other you were talking about? For sure, for sure. Uh, You know, Whitney, there are ADLs, activities of daily living, we call it activities of daily living. There are lots of them. But if one of the impairment is that somebody cannot cook, a senior cannot cook, or they cannot take bath, or they can't really take medicines, you know, on their own, or they cannot walk or drive. So if there are three impairments, then they qualify to be in the assisted living. So that's how we take it. We also take independent also, if there is a husband, wife, or a significant other, if one of the person is independent, don't need any assistant, but the other person does, and they want to come into our centers, then we let them come. So the one, uh, you know, in the same room, two beds or, you know, one big bed or like that. But most of my centers are about 80 to about 120 units. So we don't do too many big ones, 400, 300 like that. We want to give the quality of service. Yeah, I love that. I love the thought too of, of you know, taking the, the husband and wife, right? Even if just even if it's just one that needs it, because uh, man, that would that'd be horrible to have to separate them, right? In the last years of life, but I just I love that that's an option, right? Yes. Uh, as yes. Uh, as I'm getting older, Vinny, I'm glad that's an option. <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> but but that's awesome. Uh, and so I love the the focus, right, on the senior and in oh, the care, you. no doubt about it. I wouldn't you know expect it any other way from you, uh, you know. <laughs> but you know, what about uh, you mentioned you all are doing ground up. So like, why ground up? Say versus buying pre existing, or are you all buying pre existing as well? Very good point. Very good point. The ground up's taking much longer because we buy the land and say that in six months we'll close on the land with another extension of 30 days or 90 days again, because we want to make sure we get the permits and the, uh, you know, the whole uh, changing of the, uh, you know, all these policies. We have to go through so many different studies and everything. So we are able to buy the land with our rendition of the renderings and everything. But then it takes about 12 months to 14 months to build on it. So it's a process of nine months getting the permits or 12 months getting the permits plus another 14 months. That's two years and two months already. Then you need another year to stabilize it. So it's a long process. You're so right about it. But by having a raw you could do so many great things with the land. You could do all the different amenities you want to put, 
at the right places and the sunrooms and half the meeting rooms and, uh, you know, all the different things which I put the courtyards with walkways and all. And then, of course, spa and salons and uh, meeting rooms. And like I said, uh, big dining hall, library, movie theater. We put them all in there. It's a multifamily. It's a multifamily, which I know we're just putting a twist of senior living into multifamily. And now we are going two-story also. So that way, you know, there is a big elevator and so on. But you're right. We are also looking into converting some suites hotels because if they are very nicely built and they are old, we have to renovate them anyway, bring to code, put new elevators in there. And then we could change. Suites hotels have bigger spaces, bigger rooms. We kind of like those. So converting them or even converting some office spaces. Again, it all depends. Shopping centers or strip shopping centers will be ideal too, because there you are able to have them confirm and change, you know, things on the ground floor to be able to. So there is a mixture, right? You know, whichever location needs. To really do a good feasibility study or get it done from a professional who looks at the demographics, looks at the incoming, outgoing, all that, looks at the net worth of seniors, you know, in the age group, because there are different studies done for senior living as compared to an apartment complex in a workforce housing. Yeah, wow. It's interesting. You know, a minute ago, you had mentioned uh, obviously converting the suite hotels. Uh, you know, potentially doing that. Uh, you also mentioned uh, potentially even some office space. Yes. Uh, you, you, you see that as maybe a reliable source of some properties potentially that that may work. I mean, it's so difficult, right? Depending on the location, I know. But but man, that, there's probably some office space for sale, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, it's amazing with this uh, working from home or just coming to offices twice a week, maybe, let's say, lots of office spaces are open. I've not looked into that lately, but no, definitely in the, and you know, the beauty is that the senior living, what we are finding in the demographical shifts, lots of seniors love to be near to their siblings, their, to their children and their grandchildren. So actually, you know, lots and lots of it openings are coming up all throughout the USA, you know, where seniors, this is their last maybe five, seven, 10 years of life left, the golden years, I call it. So they want to be near to their family. Awesome. Vinny, I'm going to, we're going to end this segment here. I want the listeners to know we're going to do another segment with Vinny. We're going to have him for another day. uh, And we're going to dive in a little further into senior living and in some other things that I'm looking forward to chatting with Vinny about. Vinny, where can the listeners find you? Where should they look you up and where can they find your book? Oh, sure. You know, I'm on Amazon, Amazon Vinny Chopra, V-I-N-N-E-Y-C-H-O-P-R-A Chopra. My team also has a good uh, my my team managers and all uh, over there on the YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. <laughs> you know, I'm all over. I'm trying to give as much knowledge back to the world, you know, paying forward, we call it, so that, you know, a lot of people can be more successful than me. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 
I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.